guys. Welcome in to another week's episode of Her Soul. I am your host, Camille Allison. And if you're new to the show, I wanted to welcome you into this space where we discuss all things God, love, and peace of mind. I really want to hone in on how we can live our best lives, right? The way that Jesus Christ has called us to. So I pray that if this is a show or if these things sort of interest you, that you will become a regular listener, that you will join our community, and you'll really take away some good stuff from each week's episode. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop on into the episode. So this week, y'all, I wanted to talk about comparison, really the dangers of falling into the comparison trap and how we can kind of keep ourselves from getting getting into that place. So there are just a few causes. And I know we've touched on this a tiny bit before, but I wanted to go into detail a little bit more today because I know that we, yeah, let me just say this. I know that we live in this life, in this culture, in this world, right, where everybody is just so goal-oriented. And I personally love that. I love seeing people, especially women, especially women of color, be motivated to do better, be motivated to be successful, be motivated to kind of create better circumstances that they might not have been in. So I do applaud each of you for that. But I know that sometimes on the journey to success, we can kind of get caught up in what the person next to us is doing or how far along they are. And then we look and see how far along we are. And now all of a sudden, we're comparing ourselves to the next person. And that right there is the dangerous part. That right there is the part that can get us caught up and off track. Right? So Let's talk about some things. So we know there's this push, just like as we mentioned just now, there's this push in culture to for everyone to be the best, for everyone to hedge forward, make a way, be successful in whatever it is that they're doing. And again, nothing wrong with that. Um, there's also this thing where, you know, everyone's life is on display for us to see. It's always in our face what someone else is doing through social media, YouTube, all of these different things, these are avenues where we're seeing other people's lives played out before us. And more often than not, what we see on these sites are the highlights of people's lives. We don't necessarily see, you know, the background. We don't see the blood, sweat, and tears on what it took for them to reach that point. Sometimes what we see isn't even real, but we internalize it as real because there's a picture, right? Very seldom are we shown the struggle process. Very seldom do we even get to see the real timeline on, you know, how long it took someone to get to the level of success that they're at. And we want everything so instantly, so quickly that we can kind of miss out on that. We'll get ourselves so wrapped up in the end result that we're missing out on the process. We're not fully appreciating or um, we don't fully expect the, the depth of what it takes to reach those levels. Okay, we'll get into it. And then also, I feel like there's an expectation here. Like we all have expectations for our lives. And I think of this a lot with little girls watching the Disney princess movies. And now we have this expectation of what our lives should look like, right? We idolize this thing that we've seen. And when our life doesn't turn out that way, we kind of question, you know, if we didn't end up with Prince Charming by age 25 and married and happy off into the sunset, ready to have all the babies, if that is in our story, then we sort of question. Sometimes we think maybe there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong that we did. We don't necessarily understand why it is that we're not where we are. And it's because we've placed this expectation on our life that God just didn't say was was going to be the way. And that's okay. Sometimes it just takes time to wrap our minds around that. 
So like I said, I wanted to talk about some of the dangers of falling into comparison. And these are the things that we need to be mindful of. I say comparison is dangerous sometimes. And I'm not saying that when you compare yourselves to others that you're automatically doing this because sometimes we can look at someone else and it will push us forward. It'll give us ideas on how to advance. You know, it won't hold us back. But there are times that comparison holds us back. And this is when it gets dangerous. So number one, comparison can be a distraction, right? This is, these are one of the tricks of the enemy. If he can take us off our course, if he can give us any reason to pull away and stop doing that thing that God has called us to do, that's a victory for him. And he has won. And it's also a delay in our own timelines, if you want to be honest about it. So I say it's a distraction. It's a way to discourage you and get you off of your mark. And as we know, the Bible tells us that the devil is constantly looking for a way to get to us. He's looking for a way to take us off of God's intended purpose in our life. And this is one of the ways. Um, you know, if he can attack the mind, the mind, right? If he can attack our thoughts and if he wins, then we are delayed or we're just, we're completely off of our mark. So that's why I say it's a distraction. And that ultimately is a disservice to the kingdom and what God has already ordained over your life. Another danger of falling into the comparison trap is making assumptions about others and how they've gotten to the point of where they are. And this again, is just like, a it's basically another distraction. We become worried about the next person. We've stepped out of our lane. We're in a, we are going along, riding down our own roads, and we have pulled over, stepped out of our own lane to look at somebody else continue down their journey. And this, and keep in mind, you guys, I'm not talking about, you know, if we're if it spurs you along and it actually turns out to be a positive thing, I'm talking about when we are comparing ourselves to that person and it is turning into a negative thing. It slowed us down. It stopped us. It's gotten us discouraged, right? Also, comparison brews this level of discontentment and also a level of impatience, right? So sometimes when we tend to compare ourselves to the next person, we are no longer satisfied with where we are. We think that we have some sort of lack because we aren't as far along as they are, right? We feel as though there's been some sort of hiccup or maybe something has gone wrong. And so now we're not content. We're, we're dissatisfied, you know, we are sad. And really we're sad for no reason because what we've done yet again is we're stepping off of our course to, to, to have this discontentment, this level of discontentment. It can also create impatience. And I say that because maybe we think, well, we should be farther along. We should have already been to this point. And now we're impatient. Instead of appreciating the uh, the process, instead of appreciating what God has already um, put in front of us and seeing those small wins, seeing what it is that he's developing in us, instead we're impatient because we think we haven't reached the quote-unquote level of success that we want or create the um, the lifestyle that we want. And so I'm not just talking about like business and things like that. I'm talking about lifestyle. I'm talking about whatever it is you are working towards in your life or however it is you have seen your life if it's not that way. Discontentment can also lead us to question God. And it also leads us to not trust him. There's this level of mistrust that happens when we step into comparison. We start to think, well, 
And this is, I'm not saying that people are doing this intentionally. Unknowingly, this can happen. We start to say, well, maybe I'm not doing this right. Or maybe I missed something. Or this just isn't panning out like how I thought it was going to pan out. I'm not, you know, this person was doing this in less time than I've been doing it. And they've already gotten to this level of success. Or, you know, they're already married with the kids, you know. So we start to not trust God's plan. We think that maybe there was something wrong, something that we missed. And again, maybe this isn't an intentional thing, but it's one of those things that can happen. And then another big, big danger of comparison is that it is that it leads us to envy and it leads us to pride as well, right? So let's say we've compared ourselves to someone and they are seemingly in the position with the upper hand. You know, they're doing better than us, seemingly. That leads us to envy them. And we don't know how they got to the level of where they are. We don't know if it's if they're even doing the right thing. We don't even know if they're in alignment with God's plan, but we're comparing ourselves to them and we're becoming envious of them instead of being content with where we are and what God has blessed us with. Now we're worrying about the next person and we're becoming envious of that person. The other, on the flip side, let's say you're the person, you're comparing yourself to someone and seemingly you're the one with the upper hand. Seemingly you're the one doing better, right? Now there is this level of pride and arrogance that we have to be so very careful with, right? Maybe you're taking it down a road where the humility factor is no longer there, or you're starting to forget where you came from, where you started from, because we didn't all start at the top. We start from the bottom and we work our way up. So now there's this level of pride, which makes you hard-headed and it makes you less receptive to God's instruction. And that, my friends, is a dangerous, dangerous road because before a great fall, they say, comes pride. So in discussing the comparison trap, let's talk about a few things, right? I wanted us to remember that in this journey of life, there are so many different things that we encounter, good or bad, right? Setbacks or, you know, things that have sped us up in life or things that have gotten us forward faster. But what we must do is always sit from a seat of humility and recognize that our smaller lessons, whether they're good or bad, successes or setbacks, we have to recognize the value in each of those, right? So we don't just speed along. Sometimes God is developing us for the person that we need to be in order to handle what it is that he wants to bless us with. So we have to recognize those smaller, the smaller successes, recognize all of the lessons and all of the blessings along our journeys. There's also something to be said about learning contentment. And we're going to do an episode about this because this is something that I've had to deal with a lot lately. Um, you know, there are times when we think that our life is going bad, but it's actually really not. Why do we think that it's going bad? Sometimes it's because we're comparing ourselves to someone who we think that we should lead similar lives with or something to that effect. And in all actuality, that is not the case. We have lost the art of contentment, or in some cases, we never even had it. And so by learning contentment with our current situations, our current place in life, we can battle comparison. Also, y'all, I've said this before, but this is worth saying again. We have to stay in our own lanes, right? 
you know, there are multiple lanes. Everyone is assigned to one. Why are we worried about what is happening in the one next to ours? And why are we comparing ourselves to them? Their timeline is not our timeline, right? We have to accept that. And speaking of timelines, you also have to recognize too that maybe the timeline that we have envisioned for ourselves is not God's timeline. It's not the way that it's actually going to be. So now we have to figure out how are we going to separate ourselves from that? How are we going to find that peace, find that contentment, knowing that, okay, life isn't going how I thought it should. This isn't the timeline that I thought it was going to be, but I'm going to trust the process anyway, because I know that God's got me. I know he's moving me at the pace that I'm supposed to be moving. This, this, that, and the third. Don't y'all agree that life is hard enough as it is? Like just dealing with what we have going on, just dealing with the set of circumstances that we have, um, the things that we're assigned to take care of every single day. Don't y'all think that life is hectic enough, hard enough, crazy enough without worrying about someone else or how we line up, you know, in comparison to someone else? I just think that we all have our own set of victories, our own set of lessons, our own set of trials that we're, we are going to deal with in our lives. So with that being said, why worry about someone else? The, everyone, everyone will face their own set of struggles. It's not even about that, but we shouldn't be putting our energy towards that. Instead, we've got to focus on the, the thing in front of us. So I wanted to take it to scripture. <laughs> As always, y'all. So this week, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And let me go ahead and pull it up. So I am reading from the New International Version. And again, this is Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And it says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So what is Paul talking about? So the whole entire book of Romans is written by Apostle Paul, okay? And the purpose why he wrote this book was to push the Romans to, or not, I shouldn't say push, but rather to encourage the Romans to lead a life of faith through obedience and holiness. So some of the main points that Paul identifies just from this small little passage are some takeaways, y'all. Number one, as part of the body of Christ, we each play a role. We've been given our own set of gifts, our own set of talents to use for the sake of bettering or for the sake of the kingdom, basically, for the sake of the body of Christ. So very practically, Paul puts this in plain terms so that we can really understand what he's saying. So just like our bodies have different parts, we've got fingers, we've got toes, we've got eyes, 
We've got a brain. We've got a heart. And all these different parts of our body do different things. They're responsible for different things. This is the same situation. No part of our body is more important than the other. We need every organ in order to operate at our full potential. The same is said in our, as our role in the body of Christ, right? We are equally, um, no, there's no part of our body that is more important than the other. They're all equally needed to make our bodies work. So in the sense of being part of the body of Christ, there are different talents, different gifts that we all have for the overall good of the body of Christ. We each make up a unique part of the body, but ultimately we are one. Okay? So this is what I'm saying. We have multiple lanes. We are all blessed with different gifts, different talents. We got to focus on how we're going to maximize our potential, how we're going to maximize those gifts and talents that God gave us and use it to better the kingdom. We're all important in our own sense. If we can just understand that, we are all important in our own sense, in our own lanes. God has blessed each of us with our own sights. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Y'all, he knows what he's doing. I wanted to highlight verse 6 here. Um, verse 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. That key word I want to highlight is given right? And these are gifts. What God has blessed us with is a gift from him, something that he has given us. So in that sense, this is not in our own power. The same way that he's given these gifts to us, he can also take it away if we're not using it responsibly. So it's important for us to um, really acknowledge that these are things we shouldn't be taking for granted. You know, we shouldn't be wasting our time worrying about what Susie Q is over here doing. When we have so much ahead of us that God needs for us to do, right? He doesn't want us to be distracted. He doesn't want us to get off of our post, even though we will inevitably because we're human. There are things that we can take. There are steps that we can take to avoid delaying our process. And let us be clear, when we fall into the comparison trap, we are absolutely delaying our process. So now that we have heard from um, Apostle Paul and sort of the biblical take on comparison and what it is that God has given us, I wanted to take this time to do some analysis. I love analysis. I love when we can step back, look at our lives, kind of evaluate where we are. And so let's let's look at some things. So if we are in this season of our life where we are kind of questioning why we are where we are, why we aren't far enough along, there are some questions that I want us to answer for ourselves. So number one, why are we comparing? What is the root of our comparison? Are we hungry for the success? Are we just in a place where we feel like we just aren't where we are? Like, what is the root of our comparison? Why do you think that you are in the situation that you are in right now? And what is making you unsatisfied with that, with this place where you are? So as you're thinking about that, take stock, notice what are the feelings that are starting to come up, right? Is it envy? Is it envy at the root of your comparison? Is it pride? Is it this idea of self-validation? Or on the other end, self-loathing? Um, is it anxiety? Do you start to get, you know, kind of frantic when you think about it? Notice what you're feeling. 
Another really good good question, and all of these are really good journal prompts. If you want to take the time and do a full-on um, journal exercise, all of this is a good are good prompts. So the next question is, by whose standard are you comparing yourself? Basically, what is your measuring stick? Are we looking at the standards that the world has placed on us? Are we looking at the standards that God has placed on us? Have we even consulted God? Have we even taken this to God to get his take on what's going on? Know that, yes, some instances, sometimes when we are comparing ourselves to others, it can spur us on to better. It can move us alone forward. It can give us the extra motivation to get ahead. It can um, give us you know, the extra ideas that we needed to kind of get out of our block, whatever it is. Yes, it can be beneficial, but other times it can be harmful. And so with that being said, it can block out originality. It can make you think you're on the right track. And then you're actually not because you've just been trying to copycat someone else's journey. Remember what I said? We all have, we all are assigned a lane. We have to stay in your lane. And when I say stay in your lane, says I mean focus. Really give your all to the assignment that God has placed before you. Put your blinders on. Worry about you and yours. Don't worry about these people on the side of you. They all have their own set of things to worry about, just like you do. So instead of getting caught up in what it is that they have going on, focus in on your task. Focus in on what it is that God has put on your plate. That is it, you guys, for this week's episode. I really just wanted to say that, um, you know, God, he didn't get any of this wrong. And while we don't understand all of it, we don't necessarily know, you know, when is what and, you know, what is when. But God did not get it wrong. This whole thing is rooted in trust. It's rooted in faith. Do we trust God's plan or do we not? And I don't think that everybody perfectly trusts God all the time. But if you have found yourself in this place, it's never too late to get back into, okay, God, I trust you. To get back into, okay, God, I don't really understand this, but I'm going to have faith anyway. Never too late. And really, when you get yourself back in that mind state mindset, you notice that, okay, the contentment is coming back. The peace is coming back because I know that I don't have control over all of these things. And I know because I've consulted God and I've sought God on these things that his plan is going to come to fruition. My job is to just stay the course. And I think that's my big message here is to just stay the course. Seek God and stay the course. Don't compare. Don't get distracted. Don't lose your, your encouragement. Don't lose your, your stamina. Stay the course and watch how God works. So I'm praying you guys have a really blessed rest of your week. I will see you guys in next week's episode. And yeah, guys, stay blessed. I love each of you. Bye.